You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back-to-back padded practices for the Lions. Let's talk about it today on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt Derry, on this Wednesday, August 4th, and the Thursday, August 5th. Thank you for joining us and listening today. We're brought to you by Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host at Locked On's Peacock and Williamson. Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your dose of Peacock and Williamson, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Some bad news today for tailgating fans. We're going to get into that to open the show today. The Lions made a roster move. Highlights from day seven of training camp, but day two in pads. Some injuries to discuss. And you'll hear from the Danimal, Dan Campbell, asked about yesterday's little hand fighting and punching between a couple of rookies. And I love his response. I love his answer to what he said about fights and training camp. All of that today, right here on Locked On Lions. We post the podcast every day. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks. It's there every day at Locked On Lions on Twitter and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Um, all right. So, first and foremost, some, some bad news kind of came out today from the folks at Eastern Market. Um, and I know a lot of people are upset about it, but here goes. Uh, Eastern Market is a fantastic place. Um, it's one of my favorite places to go downtown and Saturday morning or Sunday morning, et cetera. As you know, over the last few years, that's been sort of the designated spot for Lions fans to tailgate. Today, Eastern, Michi- uh, Eastern Michigan, Eastern Market announced, quote, all Detroit Lions tailgating at Eastern Market is canceled for the 2021 through 2022 season. At this time, Eastern Market Partnership does not have the staff capacity to hold large-scale tailgating crowds. The Eastern Market parking lots will not be available and parking bans will be enforced during home games. We love the energy the Detroit Lions fans bring to the market, but with our current resources, we can't provide the experience that fans expect. We look forward to serving our tailgating crowds again in 2022. Easter Market then posted that they encouraged their tailgating regulars to find alternative alternative parking by going to fordfield.com slash parking or go to the pregame festivity stuff at Ford Field um, and inside the stadium at DetroitLions.com slash game day slash power hour. All right, so this is a bummer. And the reason why it's a bummer is there's a tradition, there's something of special about some of the diehards, you know, my buddy Ron, Crackman, Crackiola, bringing his Lions bus down there. There's something about going to Eastern Market eight Sundays out of the year, or whether or not there was a Monday night game or Thursday or whatever. And then, of course, Thanksgiving. So seven Sundays in the Thanksgiving Day, day game. And tailgating down there. It's where the Lions over the last handful of years have told fans to go. And we're at a point in 2021, post-pandemic-ish, that we just don't have enough bodies at a lot of places. You may have noticed at your favorite store, all right? Instead of having three staffers, they're down to two, or they're down to like one and a half. You go to a restaurant, all right? 
and, and you see all these empty tables and you ask up front, why am I waiting a half an hour? There's tables over there. And the restaurant says, we just don't have enough staff. We can't ask one person to wait on seven tables at a time or eight tables. And I don't, I'm not going to get into why all this has happened in pandemic and unemployment. I'm not talking about all that. What I'm saying is we're not out of this yet, folks. All right. COVID's not over. The transition's not over. And it's still going to take some time. So this notion of we're going to welcome back the fans, everybody's back and everything's back to normal, that's BS. Not everything is back to normal. Props to the folks at Eastern Market Partnership. They knew that if they tried to pull this off, whether it was before the preseason game in a couple of weeks on the 13th or whatever, they couldn't do it. They don't have the staff to host these tailgating crowds and make sure it's safe and make sure the parking lots are, are, are you know, maneuvered a certain way, et cetera. They just don't have the people. And hopefully next year they'll get tailgating crowds again and they'll figure this out. But this is the way it goes. This is how it's working right now. We are slowly getting back to normal. And props to the state of Michigan and to all of, all of you guys from here listening uh, our COVID numbers haven't spiked as much as some of these others, and we're seemingly in decent shape here, but we're not out of the woods yet. And unfortunately, many folks have gotten used to either not working or uh, they don't want to work for really, really small wages, and they're waiting it out until they can find opportunities that are going to pay them what they feel is, is right, or maybe they've taken jobs doing some things working from home, and there's just not a lot of staff at a lot of different places. And this does suck because there's something about going down to Eastern Market before a game and seeing the familiar faces and seeing Crack Man and, and some of the other folks. Um, uh, my buddy, uh, my, my old buddy, Angry Lions fan, when he did his, his, um, his Heart of a Lions fan documentary and interviewed so many of the fans down at, at, at Eastern Markets. It was amazing. It's an amazing scene down there, but they're not ready yet. So this notion that we're going to get back to normal 100% and it's going to be full capacity at games, which the Lions say they're they're welcoming that. But just if you're going to a game, if you go to the preseason game and there's less staff work in the, uh, at the some of the concession stands, be patient. Have an understanding. They're not they're not staffing like they used to. No one is. So if you have to wait a little bit longer because two of the lines aren't open, it's because they don't have people working them. So be patient and be understanding and also understand, don't go down to Eastern Market and try to do your own fucking tailgate. Don't do that. It's closed. It's not open for this year. There are other alternatives at FordField.com slash parking or check out what the Lions are going to do inside the stadium game day and do that. All right. Don't don't try to push the envelope. I think that would be a mistake, but it does suck. Doesn't mean it doesn't suck because it does. And hopefully we'll get back to as much normal as we can for next season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Tonight, Tigers, Red Sox, can Detroit beat Boston again? Well, this Tiger team's playing decent ball. They really are. And, uh, hey, Chris Illich is going to spend. <laughs> uh, but if you want to bet on the game tonight, you can do so at betonline.ag. They even take your Olympics bets as well. 
uh, men's basketball plays tonight, whatever it is, you can get it at betonline.ag. All right? Great odds. They got the lines at four and a half wins. You want to bet the over on that? Do it at betonline.ag. Odds, info for all your sporting needs, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, and, of course, UFC and MMA. And it's simple. If you go to the website, betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up, do that. Sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so the Lions got back into pads for the second straight day today. Uh, but they did make a uh, roster move today. They released outside linebacker Reggie Gilbert. Gilbert had played a little bit early on in camp, then got injured. He is now out. Bit of a log jam at linebacker. You got guys already hurt, including Derek Barnes and, um, uh, and others that have uh, had to sit out. Um, due to injury, but Reggie Gilbert, who was a former Green Bay Packer and the like, is now gone. Don't know if there's an open roster spot that the Lions are planning on filling with Reggie Gilbert out, but today uh, the Lions made that move and released um, Gilbert uh, from the roster. The other thing that, that is going to come up, and we're going to start seeing this, especially when you're in pads, is the injury. Several players got banged up today in the second padded practice. Team padded up yesterday, back at it in pads today. Uh, Cornerback Jerry Jacobs left practice today. Julian Okwara left practice today, then came back out uh, with a giant ice wrap on his hip. And running back DeAndre Swift jogged to the locker room on his own, according to Dave Burkett, um, but did not return. Also, guys that got hurt but came back on the field, John Penasini, Jamar Jefferson, the running back, and Khalif Raymond, the wide receiver. Now, Raymond's had a pretty good camp so far, uh, and the Lions need to see uh, some of these splashy plays from a wide receiver and somebody with some speed. Uh, If there's one thing Lions uh, receivers have not had over the years, uh, it's been game-breaking speed. A guy like Raymond can really run. He's smaller and more of a slot guy. Uh, By the way, speaking of wide receiver injuries, here's an old bit. Did anybody see Kenny Galladay? Already has a hamstring injury with the Giants. Shocking. I'm rooting for the KG Beast, but that's a bad sign. Uh, defensive end Levi Onzerike has not participated uh, in any real drills. He, uh, uh, The second-round pick uh, left practice yesterday uh, very early on, didn't return. He was back on the field today, but did not participate in any drills. So you're going to see players get banged up. All right, as the pads are on. That's part of the deal. The biggest thing is staying away from the major injuries. What's what, what about Indianapolis? First of all, the Colts are like one of the least vaccinated teams in the league, and Frank Reich's pissed off. That's number one. Number two, they lose Carson Wentz for 5 to 12 weeks with a broken foot on Monday. Then on Tuesday, Quentin Nelson, the best guard, I think, in the game, he breaks his foot. He's out 5 to 12 weeks. <laughs> Like, who's the backup for the Colts? Jacob Eason? Go get Nick Foles. Can you imagine? He's the third quarterback for the Bears. He's got a great relationship with Frank Reich. What are they waiting for? They're going to have Jacob Eason starting? But I'm sure if you're Carson Wentz, you're like, oh, God, not again. Nick Foles, get me out of here. (laughs) 
But those are the injuries uh, to take a look at here with the Lions uh, as far as training camp goes. Today, second day of padded practice. Sent out my text messages to the folks that were there, wanted to know what was going on. Um, and they said that today, uh, first and foremost, the second-string defensive line, led by Nick Williams and Deshaun Hand, absolutely destroyed the second-string offensive line with all those guys named Evan. Tyrell Crosby, I guess, was not out there. But I guess the second-string D-linemen really did a great job today and were just destroying and pushing around the backup offensive line. Uh, I don't know if that included Logan Stenberg. I think it probably did. He's been a bit of a disappointment. Um, But the good thing about that is, you know, you always say, well, the defense is probably going to be ahead of the offense based on, you know, connectivity and, you know, uh, familiarity and all that stuff. But for once to read, whether it's training camp practices, padded practices, or whatever, to see that the D-line was disruptive, whether it was the second teamers or not, is a positive. How many years have we watched teams come in and just push the Lions' defensive line back? No pass rush, no stop in the run. I'm trying to remember which game it was last year at Ford Field. It will come to me. Might have been Atlanta. No, Atlanta was on the road. What team came into Ford Field last year and just absolutely destroyed the line? It might have been the Viking game. Just manhandled them. Like, it, it was embarrassing. It was like the defensive linemen were 10 yards down the field on running plays, whether it was Dalvin Cook or whomever. It might have been the Minnesota game. That can't happen anymore. So to see that some of the D, these D linemen are, are, are stepping up is a good thing. And I've heard from a couple of people uh, that Deshaun Hand has played well. Uh, in the team period today, uh, Hand stood out, a couple of really nice plays, stuff to run in the backfield, then broke through the line a couple of plays later for what would have been a sack on Tim Boyle. So Deshaun Hand, who had a very good rookie year in 2018, has been hurt the last couple of years, is showing out a little bit. That is a good sign. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown with a very good day today um, uh, at at wide receiver. They had a live special teams tackling period today. And um, Amon Ross St. Brown not only had a good offensive day, but also made a tackle on special teams. And uh, Anthony Pittman... um, also uh, did pretty well today. Ify Melifonwu today um, got into it once again with Tyrell Williams and got an uh, interception on a leaping catch uh, down the sidelines. Melifonwu was a part of a skirmish yesterday with uh, St. Brown, and I want to talk about that with Dan Campbell and what he had to say before practice today. We'll do that next. But a good day for Melifonwu. Look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Quentin Dunbar is out right now. Uh, due to personal reasons, the veteran cornerback. Jeffrey Okuda has stepped up. Uh, Amani Oruwarie fighting it out. You'd figure with Dunbar, but also Melifonwu. There's a reason the Lions moved up to get Iffy, and they really like this kid. And they drafted him high for a reason. So I like seeing that. I, I like seeing that, um, you know, they're having faith in this kid. An interception today. I love his game. He's tall with speed and you know is tough so watch 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 Ify Melifonwu uh Melifonwu from Syracuse I know I'm a Syracuse slappy but that's a kid that you, you draft him uh, you know fourth round play him give him that opportunity I think he's going to do uh third round I should say he's going to do a good work 
And I, I hope that this continues because you look at that cornerback room and all of a sudden you see Okuda make the jump. Um, Oruari make the jump. If Dunbar can help and Melifonwu, along with Mike Ford, that's a much healthier, better group if they're all you know, playing well and getting coached up by Aubrey Pleasant uh, as opposed to the last few years where um, there was a revolving door opposite the Lions' best corner, whether it was Darius Slay or whomever. Hey, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? My goodness gracious. If you're not eating the best-tasting protein bar on the market, there's something wrong with you. Built Bars are the best. They taste great, and they're good for you. Get the salted caramel bar. Try the double chocolate. Uh, I love the coconut almond. Cherry Barcia. Cookies and cream is my favorite. I love them. I absolutely love them. And they only have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and they taste great. Healthy, tasting good, you can't beat that. Order them today, get them, try them, they're the best. All right? Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get uh, 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Lions. Uh, yesterday, there was a fight during a special teams drill between Ify Melifonwu and Amonra, Amonra St. Brown. Punches were thrown, got a little heated, didn't start a big brawl or anything like that. But Dan Campbell was asked about it today at practice, and I loved his answer. Take a listen to this, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Look, I... The emphasis has been on, they know what we don't want. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a couple of heated battles in there. But to me, where you where you end up having a problem when you start having all-out brawls all practice long. And it's like, oh, my God, here we go. You know, I got a, we got a 10-minute period, and we got eight minutes of it is fighting amongst the team. It, it, where it's counterproductive. At that point, you got to do something about it because you're not getting any work done. Um, but those little things, I think... Um, Man, I just think they make you practice better. They make you practice harder. You, you know, you don't want to lose to that guy. You're pissed off, and and uh, it makes you want to. I love it because it puts you to that point where you see red so much that you want to beat this guy, but yet you got to be under control enough to know that you can't just go out there and throw a haymaker, if you will, as it relates to football, because. That's what this is about. It's no different than a game. You get so mad that, man, you go out there and you're out of control. Well, that's not good any. It's, you, you can't win that way. But I do think to be able to, you know, to get pushed to that point, to that limit, um, to where, man, you're going to do whatever it takes to beat that guy and know that he's going to try to do the same to you, I, I really do believe that's how you get better. I, I just do. Um, so it, it, was, it was good. I thought they responded well, both of them. Change that attitude, I guess, for, for game situations. So, I mean, if, if St. Brown reacts to that same way to game situation, that's a 15 yard penalty. So, how do you, how do you balance that? You don't fight in games. It's a 15 yard penalty. You know, you don't do it. And, the, and you tell them you don't do it. And I think they know you don't do it. But that's not, this isn't a game. This is practice right now, getting ready for a game. The Danimal. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love what Dan Campbell said there, and here's why. All right? Many coaches, including Joe Judge of the uh, New York Giants, uh, yesterday went off on his team, made them run sprints, and went ballistic because there was a, a bench-clearing brawl that took, as Campbell just said, 10 minutes to, to, to unpile, and Daniel Jones, his star quarterback, was at the bottom of the pile. Uh, 
Full-scale brawls are going to do nothing. There's nothing dumber than a football fight. Punching somebody in the pads and helmet, you're only going to break your hand. Grabbing somebody's face mask and snapping their neck is assault. All right? Nothing dumber than a football fight. So, um, but in the case yesterday, here's two guys, intense, aggressive, young guys trying for every inch that got into a little slap fight and a little bit of a couple of punches thrown. Didn't escalate. And what I like what Dan Campbell said just now is, I like seeing that from those two young guys, but if we get into a game, that's a 15-yard penalty for throwing a punch. So we're, he's okay with something like that now in training camp where it's a few punches and that's it. But he doesn't want a full-scale brawl, which didn't happen. He doesn't want to see it in games because they'll be flagged. So that, I, I like that. I like the balance there of Dan Campbell not getting too overly angry with a couple of rookies or benching them or sending them to the locker room or doing some Marty Morningwig crap. He acknowledged where it's, where it's at with it and said he liked it, didn't love it, and knows that in the games we can't do that. We can't have penalties like that. So I liked uh, Dan Campbell's response right there. All right, back at it tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions and the Locked On Podcast Network. Got to send a special shout-out to one of our listeners in Austin, Texas. This guy loves the Lions and listens to the show. The great Steve Drake. Steve's sister, Christy, outed him and told me. I work with Christy. I love Christy like a sister. And she told me Steve listens to the show. So shout-out Steve Drake down in Austin. Thank you for listening right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're back again tomorrow.